Hello, everybody. Thanks for hitting the download button on the How Should I Bro podcast. If you're not subscribing to us already and you listen to this episode and you think that it was just absolutely breathtaking, hit that subscribe button so that every Tuesday or most Tuesdays... <laughs> You get the newest release from us, and uh, if we haven't been consistent enough for you lately, always go back to the archives, because there's some awesome stuff in there. Our show is brought to you by a couple great places. The first one is Show Me Comics. They are the premier independent comic book company in the entire United States, the entire world, the galaxy, the universe. And what's so awesome is their 64-page full-color graphic novel. It is called Hafu, and you can get your copy now by going to www.showmecomics.com. While you're there, you can check out samples of all the artwork and the dialogue and the coloring and the prints. And if you take a lot of drugs, especially some mushrooms or acid before you go there... <clears throat> the pictures actually jump off the page and kick you in the mouth, which is probably the best way to experience it. But if you go that route, it's going to cost you way more than the nine ninety nine plus shipping and handling because acid is not cheap. We're also brought to you by Extreme Krav Maga and Fitness. That is where I do all of my personal training, my boot camps. They do self-defense. They do tactical weaponry and bows and staffs and nunchucks and size, and they'll make you a fucking modern-day Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. You can check out more info on them by going to www.xkm/stl.com. So, it is October. It's the end of October as we're recording this, and it's a very special time of the year for me. October is a time of the year when my life tends to go through a lot of changes. Um, my daughter was born in October, which is probably the most pivotal point of my entire life. Um, I actually I started wrestling in October, and a lot of the the companies that Tim and I have been a part of that we helped helm and produce and wrestle for uh, all tend to get started around the October time. And there's just something about fall itself that always makes me feel like uh, like it's a new beginning. And I know that's supposed to be spring, falls, and everything falls apart, and then spring is whenever all the new things spring out of it. But for me, fall is a time in my life where things shift and. Uh, I tend to go different directions and I also get to wear hoodies during October and that's what I'm wearing right now. It's my favorite blue hoodie. I've had it for a few years and it just feels great. It fits great. It tastes great because I like to chew on the string sometimes whenever I'm bored or a little bit nervous and I know I'm not the only one that does that. I know there's some of you out there that probably that have chew on Sam's strings. Yeah, that chew on mine. That chew on mine, you fucking assholes. But, uh, but yeah, fall, October in particular, is just always a, a pretty uh, interesting time in my life. Um, on the business end, it's also whenever the busy season starts to pick up. In the personal in the personal training industry, you've got your peaks and your valleys, just like any other any other industry. For ours, our absolute peak business month is January. And it's obvious because that's when everybody's going through their New Year's resolution. They're going to be a new them, the new you. And one of the most popular New Year's resolutions is to lose weight. So that is whenever all the gyms and all the fitness clubs are fully staffed and they're ready for the millions and billions and hundreds of thousands of trillions of quadrillions of people that come in and buy gym memberships and get training or whatever. And then it lasts for about... Eh, three to eight weeks 
and then they fucking quit and then they go on and then you reach the the low depths the lowest cycle of our industry which is july in july is whenever everybody's going on vacation or they're out partying with their friends or they're watching baseball and sports and they just don't want to fucking show up to work out so they lie and tell you um i got this stuff going on and i need to freeze for a while i just can't make it because blah 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 and inside i'm going i fucking know why you're not gonna be here you should just tell me you did this the year before and the year before that and so did all the other people that are just like you. <laughs> I am not talking to any of my clients in particular, but there's a few out there. You know who you are. They do this every fucking year. But it's an industry-wide thing. So July is whenever you hit you know, your real low point. And then as you come out of July and you start going into the other quarter with fall, that's when everybody comes off vacations. Their kids go back to school. They've got a little more free time. And so then they're ready to go back to the gym. And they start to get back into training because they know that around the corner are the holidays. They start thinking about Halloween and that little fucking costume they want to fit into. And they start thinking about Thanksgiving and how they're going to see all their family members. And they're going to be going to all those work parties and seeing people. And then they think about Christmas and they know they're going to be around a lot of people. And so they start to get fired up again. They're like, yeah, what happens really is it's fall. And it's time for them to start wearing different kinds of clothes. They can't wear just the uh, the shorts and the tank tops anymore. And so rather than um, think about spending a lot of money on a new wardrobe, many people go back and try to get the clothes they wore last year. So they break out the jeans and the the sweaters and the, and the shirts. And whenever they put the jeans on, it's a little bit tighter than it was the last time they wore them. Must and, have shrunk them in the yeah, wash. They're like, oh, well, maybe some fucking aliens came down and took my clothes and replaced them with smaller ones until reality sets in, which is nope. Those clothes didn't fucking get any smaller. You got bigger, bitch. And uh, that's when they go, fuck, you know, man, last year my New Year's resolution was to lose weight. And I didn't stick with it, and I gave up. And then this summer, I drank, and I ate so much barbecue again, and I said I wouldn't last year, and now I don't fit into my pants. So that's it. I'm going back to the gym starting tomorrow. But tomorrow's Thursday. I'm starting Monday, (laughs) and I'm going to do it this time. And so that's how the motivation gets fired up. So it's around October that people start thinking about all the social uh, places that they're going to be at and the events. And so they start getting motivated about training. That's when any of my clients that dipped off over the winter, they come back. And then the new people that are always been scared about starting it, usually then they start to come in. And then after Christmas, once the holidays have passed, anybody that hasn't jumped on, those are the people that are like, okay, I ate like a fucking pig over Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and now I can't fit into anything including my yoga pants. Fuck, I can't even fit into being naked. That's how fucking fat I am. That's whenever they go, okay, that's it in the new year, the new me, I'm going to lose 500 million bajillion pounds and I'm going to go get a gym membership and I'm going to go get a personal trainer and I'm going to get all these DVDs and I'm going to get all these fucking apparatus and equipment And then three to eight weeks later, I'm going to quit. That is how this industry works. So it's October and we're getting ready to go into the busy season. I have added like fucking six new clients just since last week with most of them being PT people. But uh, 
I've got a lot more messaging me and asking me about boot camps. What's and stuff. PT? Personal training. Oh, right. Which I do have to specify that because some people think, I mean, it's physical like part, therapy. Or part-time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's it. See you guys. I'm just doing this for a little bit now. Um, but uh, I've, I've got to open up more space for my boot camps just because there'll be so many more people coming in. And currently, for all of you listening that live close to the St. Louis area, I currently host three boot camps a week. We would do Mondays and Wednesdays at 7 o'clock and Saturdays at 11. That's three chances during the week for you to come in and get a gut-busting, fat-burning, strength-building, aerobic exercise or you could fucking show up to once a week. I don't know. It's, it's a flat monthly payment no matter what. You fucking pay and you've got access to all of them. But I'm getting so busy that uh, starting November 1st, I'm opening up two new ones. I'm going to take Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 o'clock. And so now there's going to be boot camp just about all week long. It's going to be Monday through Thursday and Saturday. And I'm probably going to open up a daytime one also. But for now, that's five nights. Okay, four nights and one fucking noon for people to come and work out. If you came to all five of those, one, it makes the session rate seem like it's fucking chump change. But two, that's five fucking days out of the week that you worked out. You don't ever have to go to another gym and do cardio. You don't ever have to do anything else. Like literally, you could come to boot camp all five and that is your fucking workout. You are set. And then as long as you can keep your hands off the fucking carbohydrates after three o'clock and don't eat a bunch of processed shit and roll around in the mud like a fucking pig, you are there. Like you're already on your goals. You'll be there in 30 days. You'll probably lose like 20 pounds. And then over the course of a year, you will be a completely different person if you commit yourself and you show up. So I've also got a few other deals that I'm working with right now. Maybe some stuff with River City Casino that was set up through my uh, longtime friend, Half-Baked Jake Begaman, and uh, a few other things I might try corporate-wise with some other companies to get people in. But to get these large volumes of people in and their company pays for it. I have to have more time available to do that in addition to all my small group personal training I do, which is up to four people in one hour so that it's still personal. And yeah, that keeps me busy. So between that and all the wrestling and stuff that I've been doing and all the stress that's going on in my private life right now, um, it's kept me... uh, quite occupied you're a busy man i uh well i'm definitely not that busy i feel like i'm that busy when i'm piling up the uh, list of things that i feel like i need to do but uh let's see recently it's been trying to get back into the gym (laughs) so but that's actually that's starting tomorrow because it's monday Monday. we record this on sunday so fucking tomorrow (laughs) you are back in the gym you are ready on motivation monday chest day uh it might be. Um, so there's that. So like right before you showed up, I was doing all the meal prep and that kind of stuff. And then we're uh, doing some more wedding planning stuff. Yeah, what do you have over. left to go over for the wedding? You there's were- a bunch of DIY decoration stuff that we're planning on doing. Um, Sarah's recently got into woodworking, so we bought a bunch of power tools and wood, and she's building all kinds of things. Like a cabin? I'm hoping. Because we need a new house. You just build a cabin right now since you're into woodworking. And uh, you could get one of the, get a lathe and make like the fucking pillars out of it to hold the whole thing up. And then you could just carve out some chairs and a table. You could probably find a 3D printer that prints into wood. And then 
you could put that inside the cabin and then it's like some weird matrix just shit. makes itself there's i we've been looking at I've been looking at 3D printers. She's been looking at... There's all kinds of tools that we want to get just to make all kinds of ridiculous things that I don't know what we'd do <laughs> if we had it. Hey, it's amazing if you can. So it's the other, that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, we got to find a house that we can put all this stuff in because my basement isn't big enough for it. Well, you've been here. This was your good starter home. You've been here how long now? Uh, since 2009. Oh, my God. That's right. Because... Let's see. I came in here with you whenever you moved in. Me and old, uh, Mike Daffron, who was on the show once. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was. But he is on. But he is on our other Game of Thrones podcast. Watches <laughs> yeah. on the couch. <laughs> he told me I could keep saying that that was him on that episode. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I guess we moved in here whenever you first came in, and Mike stayed longer than I did. Actually, Mike was here for like what two years. Wait, I don't even know how long I was here. Maybe I was here two years. You were here. You were here over a year. Yeah, yeah. It was at least a year. And uh, Mike was here. Wow, 2009. So you've been here fucking over six years now. Wow, that makes me feel old. Well, in the house, I mean, it looked quite a bit different. Though you've done a whole lot of upgrade. You've done as much as you can with it. This, but how old is this house to begin with? Uh, this house is probably over 50 years old. Oh yeah. See, so I mean. There's only so much you can do to keep building up a 50-year-old home. Like, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks great. You could easily turn around and resell it, and it's so much more value to it. But like, there's only so much you can do with a 50-year-old house. Right. There's. Yeah. It would cost more to turn it into a modern home than it would be to just get a fucking modern home. Yeah. So that's uh, that's basically what's going on with us, the uh, wedding planning stuff, building stuff out um, for... Uh, like just decorations to practice the woodworking on. And then uh, I'm spending a lot of time focusing on the Onyx Edge side of things, new websites, um, trying to figure out a setup that I can fit in here to maybe start getting some video streaming going. Oh, hell yeah. All kinds of things just to like, and also to uh, get our social media presence, all kinds of stuff like across all the, all the shows. And then I'm, I have some other show ideas in mind, so I'm trying to flush those out and maybe launch a couple of new uh, new podcasts at the beginning of the year. Well, that's awesome because that actually coincides with what I spent the last week doing, and this would be something for me to promote to any listeners out there. Is um, I I've got two YouTube channels now. I'm finally starting to learn how YouTube works, but I got two YouTube channels. One I've had for a long time, and I never really knew what to do with it. Like I I kind of had it. It was my own personal thing where I would just upload like wrestling related shit and sometimes just personal stuff but I didn't promote it I didn't really update it that often because I didn't really know you know to me YouTube has always been like oh it's that website to go to to look up anything and find random videos and whatever and um so I would just every once in a while I'd throw something up, but I never really did it consistently. And then when I got back into wrestling this last time, I thought, man, this is something to brand myself with. Like I should be taking advantage of the fucking immense power of YouTube because YouTube is this enormous thing. Like it's it's just like Facebook. It's its own verb now where you say, oh, you remember that one thing when we were a kid? Yeah, go YouTube it. Like YouTube is just, yeah, it's just a part of everybody's life. So I thought I could use this as a way to help brand my wrestling thing. And then I switched my name to Adam Caster. And the first thing I did, though, was I said, I need some fucking content for this page. I can't advertise it until I have content. So 
Um, I got a hold of a lot of all these old tapes and shit, and so I started putting some of my favorite old matches up on this thing. And I thought, this is a way for new fans that have no idea who I am to go back and see that I actually have a very long history of being a professional wrestler, and it showcases some of the name talent that I've worked. It's an easy way, though, for me to go, hey, new fans that have never heard of me before, go fucking subscribe to this Adam Caster page, and you can see me wrestle Austin Aries a million years ago, and you can go... This dude wrestled Austin Aries. How was he ever in the ring with that dude? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, the other reason for doing it, though, was to inspire me to create new content. Like, I've been having so much fun with wrestling now that I've been back into it. But one of the cool things is that I love doing promos, which if you don't watch wrestling, most of you probably don't. A promo is just basically a, a skit or a speech that the wrestler gives to try and sell the audience or the the feud that he is in to the uh, to the public to get them to watch it to tune in to pay whatever and so promos are my favorite thing just above all else in wrestling I love cutting promos and uh, this new YouTube page now that people were watching it subscribing to it it was a reason for me to create new content. And so that's what I've been doing is every week, every two weeks, I just bring my phone sometimes. Sometimes I use a camera. Sometimes there's people around and I ask someone to film me. Sometimes I literally just set up a fucking camera, get a couple different camera angles, edit together myself. But I go on there and I just talk shit about whoever I'm wrestling or whatever situation I kind of want to develop my character into. So it's fun because I'm not asking the promotions or the organ. I'm not asking the companies I wrestle for to give me any. Pro- I just fucking do it. And if they like it, they share it and it'll probably help sell tickets if they don't. They're lost but i'm having fun doing it and so um if you go there like i said it's adam caster hit the subscribe button and i'm starting to put new stuff up on it however the things that i learned from starting this adam caster page i was like well fuck we can do that with a lot of the shit that that we've done creatively since we were fucking kids so um a little history here for all the listeners um myself and tim and uh and Jordan when he's on here, but we've, we've all three known each other since we were kids and we've always had these creative projects that we've worked on. Well, a large portion of those creative projects were, uh, they tend to revolve around the wrestling world. We've done a fucking ton of other things that had nothing to do with wrestling. And even in the wrestling world, a lot of the shit we did still had nothing to do with wrestling. It was like these small movies and clips and skits that we would do. And they just sat they just kind of sat in a box for a really long time, like all these fucking cool things we did. And so I thought maybe as a way to spurn some motivation or some some creativity out of all of us to do new things, how about I get a page and we've got all this content from in the past to throw up on there and people can see that. And then if they like it or thought it was funny, then we start to add new stuff just like I did with the wrestling page. And so it, it's called Show Me Entertainment, which is just, I mean, it's even got the logo of the Show Me Comics brand. And I just put that on there because it's just a way to go, hey, it's the same guys, same everything, just this is movies and just shit that we did when we were kids. So I think I've got like, it's like 40 videos that are on there right now. And it started off, it was like just the full backyard wrestling shows and shit we did as kids. It's like the full episodes. And like in the very first one, these two teachers that we went, that, that taught at our high school when we were fucking juniors and seniors and uh, they came out and did a wrestling match in the little garage we used to do these backyard shows and but like it starts with that one and then it runs through about eight or nine episodes we did and then from the episodes I start to put up actual full length video clips and movies and little musical numbers and skits and stuff that we did and it's fucking funny because I've got people going on there now and they're watching a lot of these movies and stuff we did 
and they'll fucking text me or message me and like, dude, this shit was really funny. Like, why don't you guys still do this stuff? And usually I'll say, well, you know, we're thinking about it. I got my wrestling things I put up, but outside of the podcast, we don't really have anything else creatively we've done in a while. So it's fun to go watch that and hear those things because you start to go, well, man, maybe we should do something about this. So let's do something about that. Or I think Jordan watched it and had this funny fucking idea to do a Western in a short film about clowns, but like, <laughs> still, like it's there. You see it enough, you go, "Oh, this this gave me an idea. Maybe we should do that." But it would be fun as older professionals now that know this stuff a lot better, that that understand things better, to like to start to do something, put up on there, and see what people's reaction to that would be. But I don't know. That's just an idea. But for those of you listening, if you want to see the stuff that we all used to do whenever we were like teenagers and kids, check out Show Me Entertainment on YouTube easiest way to find it though because there's a million show me entertainment channels is just look up this movie right here it is staunton lebanon <laughs> but it's spelled on youtube s-t-a-u-n-t-o-n-l-e-b-a-n-n-o-n staunton lebanon show me entertainment look it up it'll probably take you right to the clip if not then look up Roland and Jack. Oh God! <laughs> the most offensive movie ever made. But um, but yeah, I'll I, I need to put a link up on my fucking Facebook page. In I'll here put a link in the show but, notes too. Um, because I don't even know what the name of the thing is off the top of my head. It'd be too long for me to repeat it. But show me entertainment. You go there and you get to see all these things that we did. You'll see, um, all of us are featured at least once or twenty million times, and we have hair, and we're younger, and we look different. And we sucked really bad, but it was fucking great. I don't think I'm actually in anything. <laughs> oh, you are. Am I? There's some of those, especially from, uh, we had a period of time doing these wrestling shows where my uncle actually built like a full, like we actually had pro training at this point too, but we actually had like a, a real wrestling ring and shit set up. And uh, Tim has always been involved in uh, this little thing we did. But I'm for a long time, you're just the, the music guy. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of these. You're over by the table there by Jordan, and you're on those. And then there's a few of the real old ones, too, where it's like everybody at some point gets shown on camera. <laughs> and you're on there with zero facial hair and a fucking scalp full of beautiful locks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that takes me back. <laughs> but uh, it is. It's fun to watch that stuff and go, wow. It's. I, I was telling Mike Daffron... Mike Daffron used to be our uh, ring announcer, and he was like uh, an overall, just an all-around actor and shit for the shows we did. He's a great performer, but he started off just as the ring announcer. And when I say started off, when we were kids in high school, and we had no idea what we were doing, we were literally just wrestling was super popular, and so kids, everybody was into it in our school, and so we in my parents' garage, we made a little wrestling ring and started this show we called the WCWF. And Mike was our, you know, quote, ring announcer. And you can see this happen with everybody, but it's Mike I really, really noticed it with, where like he comes out and he's like, he is, he's never done a ring announcing. He was like 15 or 16 years old and he's just doing it as he saw it on TV. And it's like, you can see he's nervous and like his words are like mumbled and like he's fumbling all around. But you can see like, if you just wade through all the crap, you're like, Dude, he's actually naturally good at this. Even though it wasn't honed yet, he, he didn't have any experience, you could still see, like, at the core of it, you're like, this fucking dude is charismatic. Like, he, he's good at it. He just has to learn it. He has to grow up a little bit. And so as you watch the tapes, Mike is the person you see more than anybody. And each one you can see where, like, 
he probably watched the previous performance and said, hey, I should change this or I should do that. And the difference between the very first one to the second one is huge. And then from the second to the third and the third to the fourth and then all the way like to some of the last shows we did, like you actually see him transform from this kid just kind of throwing stuff out there to a fucking really, really good performer and professional. And it's neat because you can watch everybody do that, but like Mike specifically just because he's on there so much. And it's it's cool to watch. It's neat to see these just amateur kids then go from that to like professional level. And there was so much fucking raw talent. It was ridiculous. And it sucks to think, man, a lot of these motherfuckers aren't even around anymore or they're working jobs that have nothing to do with being performers or entertainment. And they should be because they were good. Especially Tony Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> My God, I'm watching these and I'm like, Tony Magnum is so fucking good. If you want to know who Tony Magnum is, go to that Show Me Entertainment page and look up anything to do with Tony Magnum wrestling, especially a movie called The Stampedes Part 2. But Tony Magnum <laughs> was an Irish marble statue that didn't blink. And he was, he was really, really good. Him and Keith. Keith, Jordan said it well. He was watching some of those. He goes, Keith was our Eric Idol. And I'm like, he was completely the kid could perform he could wrestle he could fucking do all kinds of things like just just insanely charismatic and um after after he grew up and got out of high school and finally became like a dad and needed to change his life which he didn't need to change his life but i mean he was like okay i need to get more responsible and financially i need to be uh more stable and he wound up joining the army or something and he went really far and he did like awesome like he's going to become a a ranger or something but he's stationed in germany right now and so whenever i i messaged him the other day and said those videos were up so he's been sending me stuff back and he goes dude my neighbor's over here cracking up (laughs) because my neighbor thinks this is the funniest shit ever i was like oh awesome well you know tell him to subscribe and keep watching so it's nice to think that there's people in germany watching us yeah is his neighbor german uh, I didn't ask him. We need to find that out but, because David Hasselhoff is big in Germany too. <laughs> so we need to see That's whether a compliment. Not, That's a compliment. That if, we, we're, if we're like David we, Hasselhoff, are we Hasselhoff caliber? I'm down for that. But uh, well, it's funny because one of the movies on there, it's a it's an advertisement for a food company called Brontonomy. and I don't I don't want to give too much away because I want you to go to the page and look up Brontonomy. but. They basically have two um, things that they're releasing to the market. One is called poop in a pan, and the other one's called urinate sports drink. And so if a German person <laughs> sees that we're talking about poop in a pan, they'd love it. Like that's, I've heard that's what their culture is all about, is eating poop and drinking pee. I could be wrong because I know absolutely nothing about anything foreign or culture but eating poop is probably pretty cool. <laughs> so go to fucking Show Me Entertainment on YouTube and look up Brontonomy. You can't miss it. It actually, the picture, the little thumbnail is my niece Raquel with like a big grin on her face and there's brown shit coming out of her mouth. So, you know, you can maybe assume that it's poop or maybe it's chocolate, but you can't <laughs> know unless you watch the video, which was funny because when we filmed this, it was 2004. She was. I think she was in middle school or she was a freshman in high school. And my niece is now 26 years old. She's got three kids. She's a teacher. (laughs) And uh, she messaged me last night. She goes, Andrea, show me that video, you fucking asshole. She was like, I don't even remember doing that stuff. But yeah, you're welcome for all the shit I did for you guys. Love you. (laughs) 
She didn't say it for me to take it down. So I was what like, "What about I, the Santa Claus?" Clip? I know she hasn't. She doesn't know that that's going up. Well, I don't know if I can put that up there because of Jim. So, Mr. Oh. Jim Daffron, the uh, head coach of Eureka Baseball, he uh, oh, he the- did some skits with this whenever he was younger, and it's nothing bad. But because of what he does, we thought it's the best not to put those up. There's a lot of teachers that were involved with our stuff that said, hey, can you take that down? Yeah, they said, can you take it down? And then one that is that fucking did take everything down himself, he took his student down and he tried to kill her and he's still <laughs> in prison for that. His name is Sam Shelton. He was on the news quite a few years ago for uh, having a relationship with one of his underage students. And when she wanted to break it off, he tried to strangle her and dumped her body in the woods. And she was still alive. She was still fucking alive. And uh, he got in a lot of trouble. He was supposed to wrestle for us that day. And Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it was fucked up. He was supposed to wrestle for us. And he hadn't got to the building yet. And fucking... Uh, Matt. Matt kept yeah, calling. Pierre Abernathy the head booker for St. Louis Anarchy. He, uh, yeah, he kept calling the phone all day, and then finally the sheriff picked up on one of them, and he was just like, Mr. Shelton's not available. We cannot say what it is, but you will not be seeing him for a long time, and it'll be on the news tonight. It's like, well, <laughs> it was like, well, this is the sheriff. So we need to get Matt on the show, because <laughs> Matt's know. got some stories. I've told him that. I was like, dude, you got to get a Sunday. We're not wrestling and come up. And he was like, just tell me when. But, um, yeah, the wrestling shows we were a part of, you know what's fucked up? I'm watching these old tapes. There's two people on the old tapes, not even like LWA stuff, just the old WCWF, the backyard stuff that are dead now. One was a referee. There was a referee that did one of the shows, and I think his name was Mike, and he wound up dying a few years ago. He got fucking shot in a hunting accident. Wait, what? Yeah. And um, a guy, he's in one of the BBC movies with Tony. His name was Nick. And he, like, had an accident where he hit his head on the pavement or something and wound up dying from some type of, like, skull injury. Huh. And these, yeah, like, two people that are in our backyard movies that died. And then in our LWA stuff, two of the wrestlers, no, three of the wrestlers are in prison. And one should be. Paul Parker. (laughs) Yeah, three of the wrestlers, fucking Peter Townsley, child pornography. He's not in prison anymore. Went back. Did he? Went back. Oh, we have. Matt was just telling me about this. And then there was Sam Shelton, the guy that strangled the student. And then, of course, the big one, old future Donovan Ruddick, uh, who, yeah, murdered his girlfriend down in Florida. So out of the whole time of us doing this wrestling stuff, like two dudes have died that were in the movies. And then three wrestlers went to prison. Dude, that is insane. No wonder I am having such problems in my personal life because I'm psychologically (laughs) scarred from being around. So much crazy shit. And that's it. That that should be the lesson for today. Um, don't be around crazy stuff and killers. And um, <laughs> if there's one thing you can take away from this episode, don't be around killers. Yeah. Don't be around killers. It's good for your life. It's good for your health. Don't be around killers or uh, rapist. Stay away from them rapist. Them rapists are bad people to be around. Don't be around rapists. Unless- I would like to take offense to that. <laughs> Doll. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Unless unless you want to be raped. Unless you want to be. I haven't done the Bill Cosby in a long time, but that's time for Bill. He's like, um, what I would like to tell you is to stay away from the rapist unless it's something that you want to do is to get raped. 
Do you want to get raped? Because I'll tell you what, if you would like to get raped, then what you need to do is take that cup of pudding, (laughs) the cup of pudding that I put out right in front of you. You need to take a bite from it. And then if you thought Netflix and chill was cool, (laughs) then be ready, because you're going to pudding and chill. Nah. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Alrighty. Hopefully, we'll see you next week, or you'll hear us next week. Oh, we'll be seeing you next yeah. week. Yeah. And I'll be seeing you tonight. <laughs> oh, for all of you new listeners, I'm Sam Richardson. I am on Twitter under two different names. You can either look under my kind of professional trainer side, which is Sam underscore the underscore trainer, or the one I use the most, which is more for personality, which is my wrestling one, which is at Adam Caster STL, and that's also where you can find me on Instagram and on Periscope is at Adam Caster STL, and on Snapchat I'm Adam Raw STL, just because I haven't switched it over yet. Uh, and I'm Tim Pickerel, and you can find me on Twitter at Tim Hates You, and on Instagram at Onyx Ed Studios, and I don't do any of that Snapchat stuff, so. You should. It's fun. And uh, make sure you go to the website. It's www.howshouldibro.com. And there you can also get the uh, the downloads and there's pictures. And if you're on iTunes and you would like to subscribe to us, make sure that you leave us a review and a rating because it helps other people find us. And uh, keep checking back every Tuesday because even though here lately... There haven't been a lot of new episodes released. We've still got a ton of the archives, and we're just kind of gathering up for the new year. <laughs> and there might be some, uh, there might be some lost episodes coming out soon. Perfect. That would be great. So that is it for today's show. Thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. <laughs> <laughs>